Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder Podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. What's going on, people? Fran, uh, I don't know if you've been watching to the news in the past couple hours, but apparently somebody just ran up in a Target and was trying to take a dude out up in Owings Mills in a county in Baltimore in the state of Maryland. They was, like, shooting? Him? Yeah, they tried to get a guy. I don't think they got him, but they really just ran up in the Target while the dude was shopping for groceries or this is today clothes yeah hours ago so in where in owings mills Owings Mills, which is the county and you know it's a part of baltimore county um and that got me tripped out because i was just in a target literally yesterday afternoon and i couldn't imagine being up in there you know maybe looking at the clothes section video game section Mm -hmm. several sections in target maybe i'm getting a nice frappuccino from the extended Starbucks they got there mm-hmm. and some two guys just come in and just start busting off looking for a guy or being that guy who somebody's looking for in Target because that just doesn't seem synonymous with it like I don't picture the a thug or you know a, a, a gangster of sorts or mm-hmm. any kind of nefarious guy also you know going and getting deodorant from Target you know I don't I'm a, you know obviously everybody wears deodorant and mm-hmm. you know lotion and gets bananas but I just those two things don't don't link up to my brain to me, so that was crazy to me. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, ran up in you the target. Wait till he come out. Or... You can wait for him in the car. But I mean, like at this point, it's he like, needs to die right yeah. now. I mean, but at this point, I feel like people was just like don't even care about witnesses anymore. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, yes, but it's also it seems like people just don't think these days. Like it's just very reactionary. It's no plan it's like or how I it's feel just... is like, oh yo, you know that he's at right. the target. Oh well, then he's dead. So let's go like, now. It's, it's 50 people already in Target. Everybody's right? going to see what you look like. Yeah, and they didn't get them. That's you know? crazy. So, yeah, I mean, they. it's like, how about how about don't kill people? But how about, right. oh, he's at a Target. All right, bet. We'll wait in the car until he comes out of the Target, right. and then we'll get him then. Well, to be clear, we're not um, promoting Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an assassin. But, I mean, yeah, but, I, you know. but to be smart, I mean. Yeah, that's wait the smart way. I mean, will, if you're going to kill somebody. Right, you will wait till they yeah, come outside. Yeah, if I was going to kill somebody, I would wait until they come out. Right. And then I would get out my three fifty seven, and right. then I would shoot them quickly, and then I would get in my car and drive away. Right. But to reiterate, we are not uh, condoning. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But no, no, no. Way. But if I did do it, if I did do it, I would probably use um, a car with no plates on it, mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a old beater car that's nondescript. Everybody drives, mm-hmm. and when I did it, 
I would also shoot multiple shots in the air to cause a chaos mm. and then get in the car and drive away. Okay. That's if I did it. Okay, but to be clear again, that's Alvin talking and this is uh, Francel, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying just that I be, did it, but just I'm just saying clear. if I did it. Just just if, to be clear. If I did okay. do it, that is be that would be how I did it. All right. Also, cool. speaking of if I did it, did you see the Lost Tapes OJ uh, documentary? You know what? I was on Twitter last night and I saw the tweets, but I didn't see the show. Oh, man. Yeah, they got him. I mean, this didn't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this is really the the because there, there's still black people that are like, nah, man, they set him up. Man, I was going to bring this up. People that I was going to bring this up. They had they showed the the, the video. Was it was it on Facebook? I seen it somewhere. They showed the video when the, uh, the verdict came out. Uh huh. And oh yeah, black it was crazy. Were cheering. White people like, was the like, Super Bowl happened. White people was like, what is going on? Like, no. Somebody's like, oh my God, no. People, black, black people like, like yeah, that's my, d- I yeah. told you, that's my dude. I was, was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, man, well, it was just, you know, you know the story has been told a thousand times, but it was mm-hmm. just after the Rodney King beating, everybody was against the police, mm-hmm. and this kind of, black people kind of took it as a win against the right. police. But they was like in Times Square, just, yeah. they were it was playing crazy. On the, they were playing on the big jumbo track. People great. were taking off time from work to watch that. But this guy was acting like, it was a joke. This guy was like, you know, did you know, people, it was stuff everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like, I can't believe I mean it. I was like, oh, I don't this... want to get into the details, but you know, it, it was crazy. It's pretty crazy. You then know? he had like people was posting polls of like they did it, and it was crazy. People was it, it wasn't was like, 100 percent even close. It wasn't 100. It was oh, it was 100. percent It was was 100. Yeah, it, was crazy. it should be because <laughs> he did that. Yes, but there was something like if you were 30, if you were 20 to 30 mm-hmm. in the 90s. When Rodney King got beat, and then when O.J. Simpson got beat, and then you find out that Mark Furman's a racist, and they took the DNA from here to there, and it's not really typical protocol, mm-hmm. and then you spin it into, oh, they were planting evidence to, you know, do this. It's like, there's the police again, always keeping us down. Mm-hmm. Like when they deal with Rodney King, I saw this shit in the 80s too. So there's guys that are like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to change it now, because I work in a field where there's a lot of... Uh, guys in that age range like you know 40 to 50 to Mm -hmm. 60 that were like youngish or middle age when this was going on Mm -hmm. and they all kind of you know they don't they won't come out and be like oh yeah he did that shit but they'll be like i mean yeah but you know it was a lot of shit played it was a lot of other shit that came in the factor you know they you know they they you know oj didn't oj didn't really want to be one of us and Mm -hmm. all all that kind of stuff right but it it's rare that you have a whole bunch of pe- black people in the room and they just go like, "Oh yeah, he's fuck him." Yeah. Like no, they well, all, yeah, t- you know. he basically said he did it. He he said yeah, it. Yeah, that book he called "If I Did It," and then in the documentary, the lady reveals like, "Well, he only said that because he didn't want to look bad in front of his kids." What? So added the if. What? He didn't want to oh, call he, the book. A hypo- I did it. A, hypo- a hypothetical type added, of situation. They just added the if. Get out of here. Because he didn't want to. He but, didn't want to ruin his relationship with his kids, so he didn't want to call the book "I Did It." That's the only reason the book's not called uh, "I Did It," and they added the "if" is because he was concerned about his relationship. With yeah, his kids. but that interview, he basically said he did it. Oh I yeah, so. I mean, he's, it was it was. Pretty, like, I, I picked a knife, and then that's all I remember. Oh, well. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating. Like, and then he goes, and then uh, I woke, and then it was blood everywhere, or stuff. Right. <laughs> it was stuff everywhere, and then they asked him about the bloody glove, and he goes, "I mean, well, I don't remember it, but it was at my house, so." I must have put it there at some at some point because I did it. Like he was like, I mean, yeah, I did it. So the glove, I don't remember it, but I definitely am the one that put the glove there. Yeah. So uh, for any for any of the one percent of the country or the world that was like needed any more proof, 
There you go. Yeah, OJ did it, and it. he's walking around free yeah. and going into a club near you and mm-hmm. flipping tables and cussing out waiters. And he's and he's making money off of this. Oh yeah, years later, decades. I later. would not be surprised if he sat down it's with crazy. like uh, whoever the top journalist is right now, mm-hmm. and then they finally do a. Like, this did it, but I wouldn't be surprised if to just get one more milking out of it. Right. They sit him down for a 30-minute interview and go, OJ, did you do it? And he goes, oh, because he, he has a laugh like, right. like a psycho. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I did that. And then that would be... That's crazy. Whoa. I mean, that would be the most watched thing on the internet ever. But that's crazy. So... It's unbelievable. I mean... But recipes Johnny Crockett, the best lawyer ever. Yeah, man. I mean, to that's this crazy. day... I, I do think that the job of being a lawyer is disgusting and despicable, but he was the Michael Jordan of oh, that that's, shit. Oh, that's, that's I mean, crazy. The, he was flashy and slick, and he got off a double murderer, man. Mm. Flat out. I mean, now there's no denying it now. He spun a lie or a web of deceit or whatever or changed the allusion to this racism that's what, play. That's what he's paid for. He, that's what he's he paid for. He did his job. Yeah, you know? that's, that's all you can say. He beat the charges. So, yes, rest in peace, Johnny Cochran. He was a master of his craft, and... um. Here at Affirmative Murder, we always pay respect to masters of their craft, even if it was, you know, for, you know, not the best reasons. But he made it to the top of the mountaintop as far as law goes. Oh, yes. And he did that. He did that shit. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, that's one of the best getting off somebody ever. And maybe Casey Anthony's lawyer because she killed her kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that case is, I can't believe that woman's walking <laughs> around and living her life. It's pretty crazy. Unbelievable. But, you know, people are pieces of shit, and, you know, they they exist every day, and we just got to try to, you know, navigate through those people and not let mm-hmm. them get into our our circle of life. Life you know? goes on after that, man. Exactly. So, you, you know, do. just, you know, try to, you know, watch who you put in your circle, man, because there's some weirdos out here. Seriously. But other than that, um, what's going on, Fran? Anything else you want to jump in? Oh, man, it's been a busy week, man. Um, it's Tuesday. It's well, Monday. I'm sorry, weekend. It's okay, been a busy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy weekend for me. Uh, oh yeah, okay. The steak situation. What, what did you just want to eat steak? Yes. Fran called me and asked me like, yes. "Hey man, how do you make your steaks that you make?" That you know, I don't want to brag, but you know, my girlfriend Sierra said that my steak is comparable mm-hmm. to Gordon Ramsay's steakhouse. So he called me and he asked me for some tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I don't, I don't mean to put you on blast, but you did say that you like your steak well done, and I think that's one of the most uh, atrocious things I've ever heard a person say in my life, but I'm not gonna. We don't have to go into it anymore. That's just not the way you eat steak. But what else happened this weekend? Um, I took some. I took. I went to my real estate investing classes. You know, okay, so cool. Get after me. Other than that, I met. I met some very wealthy, successful people. Nice. It was. It was. That awesome. were also taking the class, or they were teaching the class. They was teaching the class. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I met a guy. I, I, this, this is how I felt. I was getting older. I met a guy. He was telling me about my credit. Mm-hmm. Guy yeah, showed me important. has an 800 credit score. I was like, I was amazed. Yeah, I don't know why. Good. I was like, wow. My credit score is 716. That's a lot of points away from 800, but it's time is involved in that too. Yeah. I mean, you can have a good credit score at a young age, but you got to also be spending and spending. Yeah. And, and well, he's telling me he was all, all the tips. He's like, I'm not getting into it, but you know, yeah, I got yeah, all no, these no, credit no, cards for right. this, that. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. It's a good idea. Yeah, I, yeah. So you should try. Okay, cool. But other than that, busy weekend. Um, Shout out to my girlfriend because. I had a busy day today. And she did my story for me. So oh, I I know the story, but okay. I didn't have time to write it put, into put a, it down. Okay, she, so okay. she did that, held me down. Shout so out I'm to ready you, to go. Steph. Yes, I'm ready to go. All right, well, awesome. Um, how about I, you? Yeah, let's see. This weekend, I watched Lady Bird, uh, which was one of the Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. movies. Won an Oscar for something. I don't best script or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. 
Um, thought it was, I thought it was good, and I thought it, but also thought it was one of those movies that's gonna be around in thirty years. You know, have you ever watched a movie like that where it's kind of a timeless movie? Maybe mm. not. It's not mind blowing. It's not crazy special effects, but it just was a really well written movie, mm-hmm. and is gonna be around almost like a Goonies or a, a Breakfast Club, one of those kind of movies that just oh, right. people you could watch. You could watch The Goonies today, and it still be a great, mm-hmm. funny, fun movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's gonna be that, and it also was slightly an inspiration for my story today. Okay. So, um, yes, my my story today is an homage to the movie Lady Bird and the City of Sacramento. Okay. Um, and yesterday we watched American Idol, mm-hmm. uh, which he, my, my one of my best friends, Les, is uh, going to audition for American Idol. Um, and he's doing that next week and hopefully he's really flaky. So we, if we get him on the show by the time or slightly after his audition, that'd be cool. But you know, he is uh, a, a flighty bird. The guy's know? a rabbit. He's everywhere. Yeah. He just got back from Ireland. He's leaving Jeez. here Thursday to go back to Miami. So hopefully we can get him on to talk about that. Cause I just, that whole process is really cool. I went to his audition and you know, it was really cool. Um, so we did that yesterday and I made ahi tuna for Sierra had a friend come over and stay the night mm. and we had one we drank wine this is when you call me we drank wine oh, okay. and we played this game hearing things oh I almost, actually i actually have that game i haven't, I haven't bought I it almost yet. pissed my pants man the only thing i would say to anybody who hasn't played hearing things which is basically that game jimmy fallon plays on the tonight show where you put on soundproof headphones mm-hmm. and listen to music and then people you have to read the people's lips of the cards mm-hmm. but the i would buy your own headphones that have bluetooth and then play music because they just have headphones mm-hmm. that play it sounds like an orgy <laughs> like it's like people you hear like plates clanging you're like ah ah and like it's just chaotic noise it's loud and effective oh. but like i'd rather hear you know like music. some flow rider or something while you're trying to not hear hear stuff like well, something maybe, fun. maybe because they don't do that because you hear the lyrics of the song might you, throw you off might throw you off that's a good point friend i didn't think of that um oh yeah you got me there but yes the, the wine was a flowing and it was a fun night and very chill weekend uh-huh. after a long week we had last week working okay. me and Sierra. And uh yeah, that was my that reminds me of the game uh we have game nights and times called Speak Out. Is you it like, put that? No. It's like you put the thing in your mouth and your mouth. Oh, when you drool and stuff? <laughs> you open. How many of those come in that thing? <laughs> it's only like probably like eight of them. So you, you can only play well, you wash them? You wash them, put them high in water. I don't wanna play that game. Hey, well That's how you get mono. Got me there, but you know, hey. It looks funny. Wash them. It looks funny because the mouse open and yeah. stuff, but like they need to put like fifty in there. Yeah. I guess you could buy more though if you want. I would keep do buying that. Them. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I'm a germaphobe, man. I'd rather right, okay, go on Amazon and buy a hundred of those and never have to use one again twice. Then, you know, look, some people got you know yuck mouth, and even if you wash them, it's just you're like you just the thought that that was in mm-hmm. a person's mouth. You're like, I don't want to use that. You have to put a check mark on that one. <laughs> you know, if a yuck mouth person used it. But anyway, you know what we do here. We talk about fucked up shit. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do what we just said and tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right, and we are back. Also, guys, just really quickly, Pete Wentz watch is still in full effect. So what I'm doing right now to take it to up the ante is I am, I am challenging all of you out there to find your most crazy, awkward, mid 2000s photos of you with green leopard hair or with one glove that has a hello kitty on it or chain pants and tweet at us with the hashtag scene kid challenge 
just to kind of get the steam going and get Pete Wentz's attention because I am on his ass. I know he is sensing that I am on his ass and he he will eventually have to bow to our will and give us an honest review of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, uh, if you find those photos, go dig in your yearbooks, go on your MySpace pages, find those awkward photos, and let's see them. Let's share them. Don't be ashamed of that. The mid-2000s was a good time. It was a fun time, man. Okay? So let's do that. Let's bring those back out. Remember Razor phones? Okay? Remember the juke? Let's go back to those times and, and, and reminisce and share in our collective embarrassment. Remember when Superbad came out? How funny that movie was? Let's go back to that time, you know? Remember, you remember Warp Tour? You know, let's go back, man. Let's go back. Let's fucking, you know, have a good old pop punk time with our awkward photos from the mid 2000s and just have a good old laugh. Anyway, Fran, you went first last week, so it is my time to go first this week. And as I said in the intro, um, I watched Lady Bird this weekend, and it got me inspired by the monotony and the boringness of Sacramento. It's a very flat boring town Mm -hmm. and flat boring towns you know are the devil's playground and i was able to find a pretty crazy story from the town of sacramento so this week i am my affirmative murder is morris solomon the sacramento slayer okay okay here we go morris solomon jr was born on march 15 1944 in albany georgia relatives and friends described solomon's upbringing in rural Georgia as abusive. I hate that Mm. word, but they use it so much in stories. (laughs) But I got it that time, so I'm not going to repeat it again. Uh, He was raised primarily by his grandmother, Bertha, who beat him and his brother daily for infractions such as bedwetting, mispronouncing words, or crying during a beating. So she Mm. would beat them while she would give them something to cry about, which is a phrase... I think we both have probably heard mm-hmm. at some point in our lives. So she would do that. She would, she would beat them for all kinds of things, but she would also beat them for crying. For crying. If you want to, oh, you want to cry? Okay, I'll give you something to really cry about. Keep crying. God damn, it hurts. Yeah, you know, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what they want from us, man. You're beating me. You want me to take it quietly? Right. That's insane. Um, you want me to fight back? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't do. Uh, you like made my heart skip. I got scared. I was, don't do that. I got. I had a flashback. Like I was seven again. Uh, don't no. Don't fight back. Uh, <laughs> sometimes she hit them for no apparent reason. Mm. When Solomon was very young, Bertha beat him by laying him over her lap and hitting him repeatedly. Which is you know that's pretty standard. I don't think that's pretty crazy. But this shit right here, check this out. That's a Jackson beating right there. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, throw him over the lap, <laughs> beat him on the butt. That's you know, that's, that's a pat. Give him a pat. A couple pats. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this shit right here is crazy. Um, she also made him remove all his clothing and stand on a stool in the corner where she beat his body sore, mm. where she beat, where, wait, where she beat his bare body, including his genitalia. Oh, she did it with an electrical cord or switches that she would make him bring to her. How old was he again? Very young. They didn't say a specific That's age, crazy. but he was very young. Um, I mean, so is, yeah, switches is... and switches and electrical cords, standing on stools. That's that's standing on stools naked. That's that's sadistic. That's there's a line, and that's way past the line. You know, of what of, of capital sh- punishment of just oh, like yeah, teaching yeah. a kid a lesson. Oh yeah, I, I I am a slight proponent of capital punishment. Mm-hmm. I think that if a a child is about to touch a light socket, mm-hmm. if you smack their hand and tell them don't touch that light socket, they'll associate that light socket with pain. Right. If they're about to touch the stove, you smack their hand, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Mm-hmm. They associate that with pain. Mm-hmm. But if your kid is about to touch the stove and you go, 
Take off all your clothes and go stand in the corner, and I'm going like, to beat you with a switch. Confuses that's like, like, whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now you're just scared of fire for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's yeah. just now you, yeah. or now you like kill people with fire because they, they broke something in your brain. That's crazy. That's what, that's what abuse to kids does, man. When it's like a severe abuse, you break something mm-hmm. in them that they can't associate with, you know, humanity ever again. They don't know what it's like to everything they know is pain and being mean and abusive to people. Mm-hmm. It really is bad. But I think there's a line, like a little hand pat, little butt pat. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, stop. Hey, knock that off. You know, that's that. But like, that this is too far. That's extreme. Yeah, this is too far. Uh, let's see, extension cord. Uh, yeah, Solomon had little contact with his parents for the first 13 years of his life. So she beat him mm. in that door, fr- in that door, in that fr- time frame of his life. His first 13 years of life, he was getting beatings like this all the time. Damn. Uh. He was reunited with them when Bertha and the family moved to Isselton, a small farming town 40 miles from Sacramento. They were among a handful of black families living in a poor, rundown section of the town known as Cannery Row or Tin Pan Alley. We had a very similar... Tin Pan. Yeah, Tin Pan Alley. We had Cardboard Alley when we were kids. That's Cardboard where all, City. Cardboard City, I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. We had Cardboard City when we were kids. That's where all poor people lived. That's right. just kind of... You just knew that. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume we called it Cardboard City because all the houses look shitty. Yes. Like they were made of cardboard. Like cardboard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I would assume this is kind of a similar thing. Like Tin Pan, all the houses are just kind of like rusty shacks or something. Tin Pan. Tin Pan, yeah. Um, his parents frequently beat and sexually assaulted one another in front of him. Mm. His mother and grandmother often beat him and verbally abused him in public. So you would think that when his grandmother moved them out to near, you know, right outside Sacramento to reunite with his parents, it's like, oh, they'll save him from his crazy grandmother. Mm-hmm. Nope, wrong. She beat. She joined in on it. The oh. mom joined in on the beating. I thought you was about to say the grandma was like uh, getting fights with the, the dad. No, I say what the hell is no, going on? No, they all just ganged here? up on the kids. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, they all just ganged up on the kids. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Friends and relatives would later describe his mother as a loose woman who regularly loose, in, loose who regularly entertained guests. Wink, wink. Smile, smile. Oh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She fucked a lot. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you. So she was a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 very local. She was a thought. Oh, okay. She was a thought. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But we don't kink shame here at affirmative murder. Get your rocks off. Do you? But what I will say is, be aware of what that can do to your child. Because your child has to hear those stories. I'm not here to slut shame anybody. Mm -hmm. If you want to have sex with as many partners as you want to, do that. But if you have a kid that's like 15, and that's your reputation around town, that's a detriment to your child. So, you know, keep your your movements on the hush, is is Mm -hmm. my only suggestion. I'm not not here to tell people don't have sex, but... If if it got to me when I was a kid that my mom was out here just fucking and sucking all over town, mm-hmm. I would I think that would make me resent my mom mm-hmm. and hate her. Like it's because you're embarrassing me. Yeah. Not that it's embarrassing to have sex, but that's just you're a kid. You don't want to hear that about your parent, right? You know. So she was the skis. Yeah, that's a good one too. You got well, another a jump, one? a jump off. A jump off. Wow, yeah. that's very like '97. Yeah, that's like R. Kelly. Yeah. All right. Well, do I have any more? Do you? Mm, nah. Yeah, I'm done. You sure? Uh, I'm still thinking, but go ahead. Okay, well, you, got, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, yeah, after high school, he attended a community college and worked at various jobs, including carpentry, car repair, and bus driving. So he was a jack-of-all-trades. Did it all, yeah. Yes. He served in Vietnam for one year, starting in the summer of 1966. 
He returned to Isselton after his tour of duty ended in the summer of 1967. So he did one year mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Uh, during this time, he became engaged to a woman he had known before going to Vietnam. When she broke off the engagement, he relocated to the San Francisco Bay Area and uh, got married and fathered a daughter. After he and his wife divorced, he moved back to Sacramento. Okay. In 1971, Solomon was committed to a state hospital as a mentally disordered sex offender. Upon release from the state hospital as a cured, as, as cured, Solomon adopted the lifestyle of an, of an itinerant handyman. And itinerant just means he tr- would travel like a, okay. like a neighborhood guy. Like, yeah, hey, give me $5 and I'll fix your car. You know, give me a six pack of beer and, all and I'll fix your areas. washing machine. Oh, okay. Well, in oh. Sacramento. Oh, all right. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, what's your, uh, is your carburetor broke? Uh, give me, uh, always like, give me, uh, $14. So it's never, oh, so it is money. Oh, it's, yes, money, oh. but he also asked for places to stay too. Oh. He would do an exchange for letting them, you know, crash hmm. at places. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Handyman, yeah, yeah. So uh, Solomon adopted the lifestyle of an inherent handyman, repairing old homes around Sacramento, California, in exchange for free room and board. So, yeah. But I would assume he also had. I mean, you got to get it how you live. I'm talking about for other people. Oh, to let somebody stay in your house because they fixed your roof or something? Yeah, that is very weird. Maybe they were old ladies or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, In April 1977, Solomon was convicted of sexual assault of sexually assaulting Darlene G while at San Quentin prison where he worked as a forklift operator. So this guy could do everything. This was in prison. He was he working at, at a prison. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, and she worked at the prison as well. Uh, something. Oh yeah. Here, hold on. I wrote this. Check this out. <clears throat> something unrepairable had come unhinged in this handyman and things were only getting worse. Just a few short years later, Morris Solomon went on a rape and murder spree that lasted from 1986 to 1987. Damn. Yeah, so he he just went, he went full on rampage. (laughs) Yeah. So just, yeah, wait, hold on. According to court documents, Solomon's first victim, Yolanda Johnson, age 22, found inside a closet of one of his previous residences on 4th Avenue in Sacramento on June 18th, 1986, two to three days later. After he had killed her. So his first victim, Yolanda Johnson, was found uh, in some place that somebody would let him crash for fixing Mm -hmm. two to three days after he had killed her. So that was his first victim. Uh, One month later, Angela Palador, age 25, was found dead, buried underneath debris at another uh, Sacramento home where Solomon worked as a handyman. Solomon was a suspect in both cases, but walked away when authorities failed to come up with evidence sufficient enough to get him an, an indictment. This was in 97, you said? This was in 86. 86. So this this, yeah, this was in 80, because it was from 86. This was in, oh, sorry, I had a burp. This was in 86 to 87, oh. but this is, he's not caught yet. So this was in 86. He got caught finally okay. in 87. But this is, we're in, we're in 86 He's committed two murders. He's been arrested. They can't prove anything. They let him go. It's before DNA, right? I don't, I would have, I don't know. It's right around. It might have been a little bit before, but it's right around. It, they might have just not, Yeah, but they might have just not had his DNA. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Uh, That's a good question, but I don't know the answer to that. So we're going to move on. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Solomon was suspect in both cases, but walked away when 
Authorities can come up with enough evidence to get him indictment. Yeah. The handyman had four outstanding misdemeanor warrants, including one of solicitation of prostitution when they allowed him to go free. So he already had a record, but they just couldn't prove that mm. maybe he was there or, you know, they couldn't tie him to those two murders. On March 19th, 1987, the body of teenage prostitute Marie, sex worker, Marie Apodaca was, un- was uncovered in, in the yard of a home in Sacramento's Oak Park neighborhood. Solomon had stayed at the house until November 1986. Anybody, another body was found on 420 when Carrie Washington, age 26, was found in a shallow grave in the same neighborhood. So, like, right down He's the street. He's these bodies. Yeah, but, like, barely. But <laughs> they weren't finding them. That's the craziest part. Is a lot of, every single one of his victims was, was too decomposed for them to be able to... Uh, prove the exact way that they died because they found them what weeks weeks later well one of months? The, these a couple of them they found after the winter had passed like they happened in november and they didn't find the bodies until march wow like maybe after it got warm and snow melted or something uh 420 and these all people that he's staying at these are all well the houses are i think maybe he's staying at the houses and he brings the girls but i, I would assume all these girls are either sex workers right. or girls that he was able to you know, give money to come back, or give him offers of drugs to come back and hang oh, out at his okay. house. All right. Cause all of them, he raped and murdered all of them. Okay. So it was all set up for, Hey, come hang out at my house that I'm squatting at. Yeah. Cause I, I just got to finish fixing the drywall and right. you know, I got to fix that and I get to stay here for a week. Um, Solomon was taken into custody on April 22nd after two more victims, Linda Vitella and Sheila Jacox were discovered at his current residence in his closet. Wow. And he was like, I found him. What? That was the craziest part. Like the Oh, so he's like, the like police he showed up and he, like or not or like somebody caught like caught him and he was like, Oh, he tried to be like, Oh man, look, I found these girls in here. That's crazy, right? Call the police. And they were like I wanna know how that even came up though. Like I mean, he somebody. was staying at somebody's house. So I would assume maybe they came up and saw oh. something weird well, and then, smell something weird. Yeah, and then he goes like, Oh shit, man, it's about you know and then Solomon's like or uh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Morris is like, oh shit! Hey, there's bodies in here. That's crazy, right? Uh, call the police. And they were like, we already just had you in custody last month. It, you come on, man. Right. We're not dumb. Uh, yeah, so da, da, da. discovered at his current residence. A seventh victim, 29 year old Sharon Massey, was found on April 29th in the same yard where Marie Apodaca was found. So he was doubling back. That's crazy. He was burying women because he just kind of had these. He was traveling from house to house where he mm-hmm. could get a bed to sleep in. So he, you know, and you got to kill and rape if you, you know, that's just part of it. So you know? sometimes he was going back to the same house and was, and well, he was bring another girl. That, over oh, okay. All yeah, right. Okay. You know, and you're not going to not kill and rape. All I right. mean, you're more Solomon. That's what you do. You fix and houses and you rape in the same and backyard. It, in the description, it sounds like Barry is kind of a generous word. He would just kind of like chuck them in the back and just throw some okay. trash. So is it, is it like. One of them found, and then he goes back, like, yeah, and yeah, put another one there, or they yeah, both yeah, there at the same I mean. time. Like, they would find a girl, oh. and then process that girl, still can't find it, but then they found another girl the same spot. At, a, at a place where a girl had been found before. That's not smart at all. It's not. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're... Nobody's accusing Morris Solomon of being a smart guy. Yeah, but, I mean, like, if you're getting away, I mean, like, come on. But he hadn't got away. He had got arrested, he got arrested, but they couldn't prove it. So that's he getting away. Was st- he was still on the board, though. But that's getting that's but for you to do that like now you're on the you're on the map now so I yeah. feel like you should be smart not go back to the same spot yeah and, and again a, Fran isn't saying that he has d- 
done a rape and a murder of anyone. Oh no, you're just saying that no. if it if it was, yes, you would do it in a smarter way yes. than more more solid. To be clear, yes. To be clear, yes. You're not saying you've done this, but no. if you did, if I did, if you did it, yeah. you would have done it in a smarter way. Yes. Here's how you would have done it. Yeah. To oh. be clear, I would have just I wouldn't put another body there. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yes. So, but so. also to be clear, I would put I would bury it lower. You know, about eight feet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, um, maybe put some flower, uh, flowers on top, yeah, so they can't yeah. know exactly what's there. It's just exactly. like dirt, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If yeah. we did it, put a little, uh, um, a lawn. What they call them? A lawn. A um, lawn gnome. Yeah, put yeah, a lawn gnome. There. Maybe some flamingos. That would, yeah, that would fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or one of those little things you put in the, in the uh, and it spins, and it spins wheel. One of those. Put a pinwheel yep. in there. Yeah, that yeah. would disguise it. You know. Yeah, and just to be clear, yeah, just to this be clear. is just if. This is hypothetical. Yes. If we had done yeah. something like this, this is yeah. how we would do it because how he did it was dumb. Yes. Yeah. To be clear. To be clear. Yes. Um, Hell without bond, Solomon faced seven counts of first degree murder. Due to his body's advanced state of decomposition, determining the cause of death proved to be difficult. More Solomon Jr.'s case failed to gain national attention due to a second, more controversial case of a serial killer in Sacramento and wait, of a of a serial murder in Sacramento involving serial killer Dorothy Puente, hmm. which that sounds like an ethnic name. So mm-hmm. we might be coming back to Sacramento at some point in the future. Yeah, but it's so like I said in the intro again, places like Sacramento, it's just nothing to do. They had two serial killers active at the same time, and Dorothy Puente overshadowed Morris Solomon. And I think there's other reasons that we've discussed on this show on the show before why Morris Solomon's case probably didn't get. Oh yeah, time. that's clear. But yeah. The weird part to me, the part that's that's it's a, it's crazy to me is that it's two serial killers. So yeah. whatever I think that, especially mm. in the same area, whatever I think, I I feel like that they come across paths at some point and be like, well, I don't know the details head. of Dorothy Puente, I'm but just, she's a woman, so maybe her her motive might have been completely different. No, if it was two but men, I mean, I mean, just I'm not talking about getting to that. I'm talking oh, about just like seeing the news, like saw dead body. Other, like oh. if, if, if it was popping up on the news uh-huh. and they one of them know, they know each other because. You know, they know. I feel like if if the news got out, mm-hmm. and I feel like are those that they have been caught, or just that there's people dying. People just die, but I feel like if you're a serial killer, it's some type of I don't know why. I just a feel code? like it's some type you of community. It's a like community where nah, one serial killer knows there's another one out there doing something. They just like no nah, man, it's not a book club. I don't know. I just I just feel like <laughs> and then they come across so, each oh, other. Oh, you eat people, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm a rapist. You know, you know, rape, rape, murder. You know, yeah, man. Like like they they see each other. Their union card. They see each other walk past and like. Bump fist. And no. Keep keep yeah, I don't know what kind of world you live in. I don't think that's a thing at all. <laughs> Maybe if they were both, like, did the same kind of thing, I was with you. Like, oh, I rape shit. and murder as well. But, like, if Dorothy's out here poisoning people oh, and he's out here raping and murdering people, I don't think they're like, hey, what's up? I didn't see you at the meeting this week. Where were you? Eating somebody. That would be cool, man. That would be cool. If I was, like, sitting across the street eating lunch, I'd be like, whoa, you see those two guys just don't say in each other's bump fist? Too serious. I mean, black people do that all the time, though. Are you? That's like saying all oh, black people are serial killers. You know, I've seen people every day. I see a black person. I don't know. I'm go like, what's up, man? Throw my head up to him. I don't. You don't do that? No. You're weird. That's like a black code. I'm just a savage. You see what's up to me? Make you a savage. It's gonna be some problems. You see what's up to me? If I don't know you, cause kind of makes you socially awkward. Nah. I don't know if that makes you a savage. Nah, I'm just a savage, cause. Nah, man, that's black code. I don't know why. You need to start doing that. Savage. You mean you what? walk by a black person who's just like. What's up, man? Like a little head nod up to you, chin up, throws your chin up to you. You don't, you don't, you know, respond back. Ah, 
That's the same thing as like bus drivers code. You ever seen two bus drivers ride past each other? They always go like, bump, bump, wave. Nah. Yeah. Give them two middle fingers. You're out of touch, man. You need to go watch Black... Just do the X-Pac? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't... Yeah. Um, You need to go watch Black Panther again, man. You need to learn about Unity. Little thing called Unity. I've never heard anybody, a a black person, disagree with me in saying that. Like, oh, yeah, no. When a black person throws his head up to me to say what's up, I say, don't fucking talk to me. Keep it moving, bitch. Two middle fingers, cuz. Two middle fingers. All right, I don't know why you're trying to... It's like, no, I'm fucking with you. You're this Tupac image of you, this Tupac podcaster image that you presenting to people, but I do not like it. Call me Fran Pot. No, I won't be doing that. Anyway, back to my story. Do what I say. Uh, so, so yeah, so uh, his case got overshadowed because there was another serial killer in the same, you know, active at the same time as him, so it didn't get much national attention. Uh, the story of Morris Solomon killing all these women during the trial. Defense attorneys Peter P. Vlotten the third and Constance Gutowski presented an extensive case in mitigation. 18 witnesses testified over the course of seven days. The defense case largely attempted to show that the defendant's crimes stemmed from from, stemmed from psychopathology born of the abuse he suffered as a child. Compounded by his tour of duty in Vietnam and his cocaine use. So basically, they're saying it's a perfect storm, man. Like he, this mm-hmm. guy never had a chance. He was beaten, you know, viciously as a child. Right. Then he saw war and chaos Whoa. in Vietnam, and he likes to do a little yayo. So all of those things combined, he was yayo. Sick- yeah, cool. I'm messing with you. He likes to slide down the slopes. Yeah. I know. I was. He likes to go for a ski. Okay. You know, another one. He likes the white girl. Okay. Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Demi Lovato. Um. Um, he likes the nose candy. Okay, cool. Okay, you follow? Yeah, I got okay, you. Okay, cool. Any more? Um, he, uh, I'm out. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So yeah, cocaine, da, 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 uh, uh, seven days, uh, cocaine, yeah, yeah. Clinical forensic psychologist Brad Fisher and clinical psychologist John P. Wilson both testified that the abuse Solomon suffered as a child led to mental, emotional, and behavioral problems that were strongly linked to his crimes. Solomon's death, Solomon's death, Solomon's first, oh God, Mm. Solomon's first (laughs) death, I said first, Solomon's first death. Combining words on this show. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're innovators, man. Yeah. We're the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. I don't need need to go into it again because people already know. Yes. But yeah, do we recreate words here? Yeah, deal with it. You know what, matter of fact, Solomon's first death penalty <laughs> phase was declared a mistrial, though a second jury voted unanimous to put him to death in early in to put him to death in July 1992. Solomon was the 342nd person to receive the death sentence in California and is now on death row in San Quentin, California. His conviction was affirmed by the California Supreme Court on July 15, 2010. And that basically just means, you know, they signed it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to die for sure. Damn. And uh, that was uh, Morris Solomon Jr., the Sacramento Slayer. So when did he die? He's still on death row. It takes forever to get killed. It's, why? I don't know, man. It's a long line. You got to wait your turn. Shit. Yeah, you got to wait your turn to die, man. What kind of bullshit is that? It's like hey. a ride or something. Hey, bureaucracy <laughs> has run amok in every system in America. Even the line for you to die is all tied up in paperwork, and you got to go to this person and but get the But how hard is and... it, though? I don't understand. 
Well, you can't. Well, because they want to create the illusion that we're not animals. We don't just take people out in the backyard and kill them. You have to, you know, get the person that you got to get the drugs lined up that they're used. You got to set a date that they're going to die. You got to have, you know, all the people that come and press pull the levers. And all. It all has to be set up. Oh, you know, they don't just take people out back. Just and, let them rot. Them. I don't stay. I mean, die anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I, well, let's not go into the death penalty again because you know how I feel and, and I know how you feel. So, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right. And we are back really quickly. Once again, guys, I just want to jump in and say we have been loving the reviews that have been coming on iTunes. Apparently, this is my first time to try it since we received the review that says I uh, sometimes I interrupt Fran too much. And yeah, man, let me a, talk. God a, damn it. He's a superstar and it's Fran's show. So I'm going to sit back and let Fran tell me his affirmative murder. And I'm not going to say anything. Uh, whatever your name is, person reviewer. Oh, wait, psych. No, I'm not. Shout out to my, uh, shout out to, excuse me. Let me talk. Shout out to my, shout uh, out my to listeners, my listeners out there. Out there. My, what? What do you, what did you say? Man, just read your story. Superstar. Uh, I'm about to freestyle it. I'm about to do Jeffrey Neal. Eight. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're going to do him? No, no, no. Listen, we're going to go into the story. I don't know I don't know how you feel about Jeffrey Neal, but we're going to focus on the affirmative murder. Hey, man, I can Jeffrey freestyle Neal. all I want. I don't question you when you when I come here and freestyle. record. No, but I don't, do I question you, though? No. No, because every time I come and record, you got that Ravens t-shirt on and your boxer briefs. Look, man, I like, to, I like to feel comfortable. It's my house. But that's not that's not uh My dick fell out. Let's move on. Moving on here. We doing Jeffrey Neal. That's my affirmative murder this week, age twenty four. Here we go. This this one gets interesting. Have you heard of this? Jeffrey Neal? No. Yes. I got this uh story off of Crime Watch Daily. Oh. I love that. Saucy. Yes. Here we go. So Jeffrey shared a house in northwest Washington, DC with his two high school best friends. Oh, so he's young too? Yes. Okay, cool. They were so close that they called each other the Wolf Pack. I like that. After high school, they moved into a house owned by Jeffrey's family. The house slowly became a frat house because the boys could not keep up with the bills. Okay. So uh, Leon Young, one of the friends, uh, one of his best friends that lived in the house with them, became sick with all the partying and the stress from the from them not being able to keep up with bills. Uh-huh. He was hos- he was hospitalized and diagnosed with psychosis. Oh. So he partied so hard, he just lost his mind. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's a sad thing. Fred House, so yeah. they was, they was partying hard. So when he returned, he acted strange and wrote a book detailing how he would kill his family and friends. Oh. The tension between the friends gr- grew, and they all became more violent. One day, uh, I, was, uh, I can't always get his name. De, 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 Delano. That's, That's his name? De, Delano Wingfield. This is the other best friend. Okay. Yeah. So he ended up gone missing. He went missing randomly. So his family receives a text from Delano saying he is going to Europe. The family finds this suspicious because he didn't have any money. Yeah. (laughs) So Jeffrey... And it wasn't from his... Was it from his phone? They don't say if it's... They just received the message. Yeah. Delano's Uh, gone. Yeah. He's going to Europe. I want to know how the text went. I didn't... I don't remember. It was probably that simple. Like, Delano's going to Europe. (laughs) And they're like, what? Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I figured if it was from him, like... I'm going to Europe. It will be more question. Yeah, they call be, yeah. him or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It must have been from a friend. Yeah, so um, so Jeffrey and Leon also disappeared from the house. Jesus. So, yeah, everybody just disappeared from the house. 
So Jeffrey's uncle go over the house to see what's going on. Uh-huh. So when the uncle arrives, they they are surprised with an awful smell. Oh. Yeah. They look inside the attic and find Leon Young's decomposed body. Oh. He was naked with a plastic bag over his head. Mm. He was also he was he was brutally beaten by a rusty hammer. Jesus yeah. Christ. So Jeffrey appeared a few <laughs> Jeffrey had appeared a few days before Leon's body was found and moved in with his mom. So he killed and Jeffrey's the guy that lost his mind. He had the psychosis. No, this is this is one of the one this is um who was this? This was Jeffrey Delano and then this guy you just said was in the attic. This was, oh. Sorry, hold on. No, this is Leon. Leon, Leon Young. Right, yeah. right. But you're saying but Jeffrey, Jeffrey moved is the, back is in the, with his mom. Yeah, Jeffrey after everybody went missing, everybody left the house. Jeffrey went and moved So in. Jeffrey went to his mom's house. But I'm saying Jeffrey was the guy that when the story started off, he partied so no, hard. No, this was Leon Young. Leon did that. Yes. Leon lost his mind. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that, Okay, well, the yeah. story's taking a turn. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's when his uncles go over there. Then, oh, so Jeffrey moved in with his mom. Okay. So the police police called Jeffrey's mom to come to the police station like, yeah, bring, bring Jeffrey with you. Because uh-huh. now... Both of these, both of these guys, his best friends, are, they just disappeared, and, and they found the one of too, them. And he's fine. Right, yeah. and he fucking just leaves. Yeah, and they found the body in the attic. So he says that. So Jeffrey confessed to Leon's murder and asked and asked to get a lesser sentence because he said he felt he did it in self defense. So in yeah. the yeah in the video, how it was like um, yeah I did it but he attacked me. He attacked me. So then this one he was like, wow because. What's name lost his mind. Uh-huh. And they saying oh. that he, de- yeah, he had the details. He wrote of, the book. Exactly. Oh. So he's saying. That's ooh. And Yeah, in the interview, he was like. And he, oh. I just panicked. Yeah, in the video, he said, I only hit him twice. I only hit him once, and then I hit him again. But yeah. he fucking ended up hitting him like 20 times over the head. So yeah, that's but, not self-defense. Also, and then, but then once, that, all that could have been fine, but then once you strip somebody naked and put them in an attic. Exactly. And then you cross the line. Exactly. Now it's not just the murder. Now you like have uh, impeded in the criminal investigation. It's other char- charges. That's new charges. Yeah. So he said that Leon attacked him with a knife. That's why he killed him. Okay. So, um... It's, which know. is, so far, other than him hitting him 20 times, it sounds possible. He got, he went crazy. He, and he that's, wrote a book that's about... That's rage, though. You yeah, hit, he, he rage killed him for yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Very, that's very true. Touche. And um, it says the police thought that Jeffrey's story might be true because of Leon's mental history, and Jeffrey was released. I'm with you, cops. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, with him a little bit. Right. So police. Well, at that point, you can't. But I don't think. They, but he did uh, no, hide at, him in the attic, though. Yeah, but I wouldn't that, let him go. But at that point, they didn't know he he hit him with twenty times with the hammer. They didn't oh, know they, that they yet. They hadn't done they didn't the body. That, yeah. They okay, didn't know okay, that okay, yet. okay. They didn't know that. So the autopsy. Yeah. So pol- so police searched the boys. House again for evidence using cavador cavador dogs cadivore dogs sorry oh yeah like carnivore dogs is that what even, it is I don't oh, maybe know. I spelled it wrong yeah I mean whatever so they had police dogs like find, they smell meat yeah so they had the police dogs <clears throat> search the house and then they find the Delano Wingfield buried in a shallow grave in the backyard ooh so now they find another one yeah that's so, hard to explain yeah so then they find out that both Delano and Leon were killed the same way. Mm. Both struck repeatedly with a hammer and buried naked or found naked. So police police find two hammers in the home. One with Leon and Jeffrey's DNA and the other one with just um Delano Delano's DNA. Oh. So we switched up. Yeah. So police also find that Delano's blood was found all over Jeffrey's room and the autopsy revealed that Leon has been had been struck more than twenty more than twenty times. 
So the similarities between the cases led officers to believe that Jeffrey was the suspect and they arrested him, but they had not found a motive of why he did it. Yeah, for the other guy. Yeah. For Delano. Yes. So it was soon discovered that Jeffrey had been in a relationship with both Leon and Delano. You skis. Jeffrey. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) So uh, Jeffrey, you little minx. (laughs) Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. So, oh, you little freak, you. Get it. So they were like polyamorous or something. Yeah. Like they were all, or they were both in relationships well, with Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, I'm about to get to that now. Okay, cool. So, Ooh. yeah, the rage between them began when Jeffrey started being more involved with Delano, and Leon oh. found out he was going to be dumped, and he became very jealous, mm. creating a love triangle gone wrong. This shocked many people because they all had girlfriends. So out of the wow, house, out of the scandalous. house, yes, they were out of the like, house, they bro, was cool. Right. Bro, I super fucked Stacy last night. And then they wink at each other over the shoulders of the girls or touch hands and shadows. Wow. So inside the house, it was just debauchery going on. And they were all living yep. secret lives of yep. having girlfriends. Yeah. Wow. And living frat life, too. Yes. They're like, yeah, shit. Partying co- and shit. Yeah, bro. Let me chuck a beer out of your butt, bro. Whoa, Whoa. no, no, whoa. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. (laughs) Too far. And they're like, I'll see you later tonight. (laughs) It's creepy. It's like. Chuck a beer out of your butt tonight. I love it. This is, ooh, this is sensational. It's just, it's like it takes two people to die for all this this news, this shocking news to come out. That's crazy. And everybody's like, what the hell was going on? What do you mean, Jeffrey? He was a he was a pussy hound. Right. <laughs> right. That's how it would go though. Yeah. It would go just Jeffrey like that. was fucking a new girl every night, man. Right. What do you Oh, I don't believe that. Nope. They like that guy from that doc, that documentary was like, "What? Nah, man. He just he loved girls." So oh, I Oh, yeah. You're telling yeah, me yeah. he wasn't just in a relationship with one guy. He was in a relationship with two men? Right. Oh, nah, man. I used to see him fuck girls all the time. Yep. So, yeah, they was pinning people shot cuz they all had girlfriends. So, Jeffrey um is caught killing both murders because when Confessing about the murder, murdering Leon, he said that he was naked and had socks on. That's too specific. But he did not have socks on. Oh. Delano was the one who was buried naked oh. with socks on. So he then they caught him. So it caught was like up in his words. he confessed. He ended up confessing mm. of his murders. So yeah, Leon was killed around May 26, thousand fourteen, and Delano oh, wow. was killed two weeks later. This was just a couple years ago. Yeah. So. Um, Jeffrey was found guilty and he was sentenced to 60 years in prison. Not life? Nope. That's crazy. Why wouldn't you get life? I don't know. I have no idea. What state was this? This was in D.C. What? Yes. Wow. The gay scene is popping out in D.C. though. But that's crazy that they just, this was, they were living a lie. They weren't openly gay. No. But they were all, they were both dating Jeffrey in the house. Yes. They both dating each other, I'm guessing. All just. All three of them together? Yeah. Well, no, because they said Jeffrey started to date Delano more. Well, and I Leon think, got jealous. But I feel like they was all... They would probably all have like yeah, threesomes together. He was just like, I like him better. Yeah, like so it, it started then, to phase him out. Right. They'd be like, hey he guys, already, we having a three-way tonight? Right. Nah, me and Delano are going to go get some coffee and then we're going to watch a movie with right. just us. And yeah. then he was like, fuck you. Assholes. So then I feel like... But that's crazy that... So they Leon got jealous and got mean and then Jeffrey killed everybody? Yeah. Like, it... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leon. So okay, because what happened? How was, I thought this story was gonna go was I thought you were gonna tell me that Leon lied on Jeffrey mm. and like Leon, or like Jeffrey lied on Leon and Jeffrey's been writing crazy books mm. and so no, Leon was still crazy. 
He yes, still lost his mind. But also, I figured. I figured that. Also, I was thinking about it that he got jealous. Uh-huh. Also, he was fucking crazy. He's losing his mind. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not ruling out that he the, attacked that him. he had tried to attack them. And but, then maybe Delano was like, "What are you doing?" And then he killed him to cover his tracks. Maybe, but it was just like they were saying that it was rage, but. It was rage because I felt like he was like I was like, well, you're, now you're in the way because you tried to attack me for one. Now you're in the way of me and Delano. Delano. So you gotta go. Y- yeah. 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 Okay. Cause, well, because he was he tried to attack, so he probably just fucking blacked out and just yeah. beat his head in. But right. as far as him and the other guy, that's that's what that's they nice. didn't they didn't get into it with that one. I bet what happened was when he came to tell him that he killed Leon mm. and thought that he was gonna be down to hold this secret. Delano was probably like, no, man, we got to go to the police. Like, this is crazy. Like, just tell them what you did and, you know, they'll be hard on you, but this is not right. And he's like, fuck that. Now you got to go. You got to die too. But then he also made himself look suspicious because he went, he moved back home. Like, you sent a text saying, I'm Uh, going uh, to Europe as Leon or whatever. Leon's gone. Yeah. Leon went to Europe. And then, mom, come back home. Just randomly, you just leave the house like nobody's going to. His body's all over the house. Right. Like, yeah, that was not a smart idea, uh, Jeffrey. So, but to be clear, I wouldn't have. I would have just stayed there in the house and just. Probably, yeah, to I would probably just bury both of them in the backyard. Just, yeah, to be but, clear. Yeah, to be clear. But this is just hypothetical. But if it was me, I would have killed Leon mm-hmm. and then killed Delano mm-hmm. and then put Delano in the basement mm-hmm. and made it out because you already have two hammers. Clearly, I would have made it look like they attacked each other with hammers. And I love because they were all having sex with each other and just say, well, I don't know. They used to have sex with each other. Maybe they got in a fight and just beat each other to death with hammers naked. But that's just hypothetical. If I was in a love triangle with two men, that's how I would handle it. But I've never been in one. But if I was and was trying to beat murder, to Uh be clear, that's how I would do it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. But to be clear, you know. Yeah, to be clear, I mean, it's all hypothetical. I've never, A, been in a... A trifecta relationship mm-hmm. with two men and I've also never beat one to death right. but if I was I would not do it Jeffrey's way wasn't smart at all right. and I wouldn't move back in with my mother that would just be messy right. she has a blabber mouth my mother mm-hmm. she has a blabber mouth and I would never trust her to right. be able to harbor me from that kind of thing and I wanted to send a text to uh, my friend's mom saying oh I'm going to Europe no not at all just, me just to be clear you know. just, just to be clear if it was me I would start a monogamous long-term relationship with a woman and then buy a house with her mm-hmm. to start a paper trail of sorts of take a lot of Facebook photos showing that we love each other mm-hmm. because then people will go, oh, no way Alvin is in a triangle and he killed two men. He loves Sierra to death mm-hmm. and they just bought a house together. So he would never kill two, me- two people and hide them in an attic. That's crazy. And then no one would ever suspect me of being a killer of my two boyfriends. <laughs> just hypothetically, though. I'm yeah. just... Just to be clear, right. this didn't happen, but if it did, that's how I would do it. Right. You know? Yeah, to be clear. Yeah, know. just to be clear. So, um, that was a great story. I love yeah. the um just, just twist. I love the the very tantalizingness of it and the sexual ferocity of the the uh polygamous relationship. But these guys were just living a, a totally different life yeah. inside in indoors. Like, they were, was, it crazy. sounds a lot like the movie um The Neighbors with Zach Efron oh, yeah, and that. uh Dave Franco. Uh-huh. Except Dave Franco, Zac Efron, and another person, when they are, after all the girls leave and are having, like, boobs in their face, mm-hmm. they all fuck each other. <laughs> so that that's the image I have in my head, and that's hilarious. Right. 
and romantic in a way, I guess, and tragic in a way because yeah. they all Jeffrey killed everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely had a, all these little things that I loved, and I thought that was a great story. You don't get any credit though because Stephanie did this. So shout out to yeah, Stephanie. shout out, yeah, shout, shout out. out to Stephanie. Um, uh, she could be coming for your job, man. I mean that that was very impressive. Uh, let's not get carried away. Okay, that's cool. Let's not get carried um, away. Before we before we send things off, I'm a star. I, yeah, you are a star. Yes. Clearly, you go check the go check the um yes. the iTunes reviews. Which please, you know, um, if you haven't already left one, please leave more. We're uh, it, Again, they're not for ego's purposes. There's no, some kind of weird no. program algorithm that that just is how you get ahead in this iTunes game. And while we are the hottest true crime podcast in the streets and we love that title, we would love to be the hottest true crime podcast on these iTunes charts. That would be some good feedback as well, as opposed to just us knowing undoubtedly that when the streets are talking, they're talking about affirmative yes. murder. Just give us five stars. Just give us five stars Please. and say, hey, man, have you seen... Uh, um, how to uh how i met my mother great show that bam you know it doesn't have to be about us but in yeah. one in a couple scenarios people have said you know that fran is yes, the beyonce just... of the podcast and you know don't interrupt him you stupid bitch and long live fran viva yes la, man viva la and fran. you need to listen to those listeners but also give us I five be, stars I doing that. and just tell iTunes how great i am because i you know i just I'm an amazing human being. Anyway, so we're gonna we're that. gonna we're gonna move on before we guys before we let you guys let go. I want to take a moment and um, I'm gonna ask how you feel about this um, doing this with me. Uh, sadly, Toys R Us is gonna be closing up all their stores pretty soon. Oh every, man, every store. And me and Frank grew up in the same neighborhood, so I would assume you've been to the Toys R Us on Pulaski Highway on the, the hill. The one on the hill, yes. A billion times. Bought my first bike there. Yeah, I bought my first pack of Pokemon cards at that Toys R Us. And I think it's sad that all the technology, kids are playing video games all the time, so people, kids don't really play with toys anymore. No. And it's affected no. what was... I would say Toys R Us was on the level of like Chuck E. Cheese and Jeepers. Even though it wasn't a place where you go to play, mm -hmm. you just wanted to go to Toys R Us to go right. look at the new toys and ride a bike down an aisle. Maybe your mom will let you buy a toy. Maybe it's just a small toy. Yeah, because um, you'll get to leave with something maybe, though. A couple weeks ago, like a month ago, I took Sophie there. Uh-huh. And... She just she still won, had a good she time, just right? The, she was hopping in out of cars. It's and, still a fun place to go. And I'm glad go. I took her there because now she, I can be like, I had, I, you had the same experience I had when yes. I was a kid. And I think that's sad that I that a lot of people won't be able to say the same thing. So I think that at some point this week, hopefully before it closes, I'm gonna go and just pay homage, almost like a mecca, and just maybe go in there and buy a Pokemon cards. Oh or something yeah, like definitely. That. Let me know. Just, yeah, I'm just down take a, just to take yeah. a souvenir out of there because eventually the doors are gonna close and it's not gonna be a thing. It's going to turn into a grocery store or something. That's crazy. So that's a big part of our childhood is dying. I don't know. We have some older listeners out there. Maybe you guys didn't go to K maybe you guys didn't go to Toys R Us. Maybe you went to KB Toys that's or FAL Schwartz. Oh you know, I don't know what you guys had in your town, but for us it was Toys R Us. The backwards are we had one on a hill. It was you couldn't miss it. It was yeah. the coolest place to go to. So um, I want to say uh, now it's like a parking lot for like track the trailers at this point. Yeah, like nobody goes there anymore. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sad. Uh, um, so R.I.P. to a little piece of our childhood, Toys R yeah. Us. Um, and uh, if you guys have one that's near and dear to you, just maybe go pop in and, and say bye to Jeffrey the Giraffe uh, before he's not there anymore. Is that his name? Yeah. Is, oh, Jeffrey? it is? Yeah, Jeffrey. I didn't know that. Jeffrey's a star. Yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey the Giraffe. Hmm. Yeah, so um, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams alongside with my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. And, uh, we'll Where's the outgoing music, man? 
That's in post, man. Oh. Why are you revealing stuff? I thought... See, look, then you want to be called a star, and you do stuff like that, that's post. Oh. We put that in in post. I thought that post gone when we, like... No. Only in the beginning. Oh, in post, it's in post. Now you've, you've pulled back the curtain, and people know that there's not actually music pay, playing while we're leaving. Oh. Also, while we're on the way out, make sure you guys um, check out my boy Les Green on American Idol on March seventeenth. Um, I think it's going to be a good audition. I wasn't in the room; I was outside of the room. He's very loud, so turn your TVs down. But he's very good. Actually, he's pretty good. Uh, he's all right. I don't like to give him too much credit. He's all right. But um, anyway, we already told you what our names was. We'll see you guys next yeah. week. Put some pants on, man, please. Look, man, you come in my house. I do what I want. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park